Hey, all you reflectors out there in isolation land, it is me, JB, at Juicebox Says, your host of Isolation Reflections, the podcast about songs getting us through isolation. It is a snowy, windy, cold weekend here in Portland, Oregon. It is also Valentine's Day today, and maybe you're listening to this a couple days later, and it was just Valentine's Day, but it is the month of love, and you might be like me and feeling pretty alone and a little bit cold, and so I invite you to join me today on my hot date. (laughs) Okay, it's not officially a date, but uh, I was so excited to talk to Toxic, who is a local entertainer and soon-to-be pop star who is releasing her first ever EP, Dichotomy of Love, today, Valentine's Day 2021. We talk about her creating the EP and music videos for it. We talk about how the pandemic affected sex work for her and moving that online. We geek out about karaoke. We just have a good old time. I encourage you, as you're listening, to check her out on Instagram at Your Toxic Addiction. See all the creative stuff that she's up to. Here is my interview with Toxic. I wake up in the morning, fell asleep inside your bed. All right, I am on a Zoom date, we'll call it. With Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day with entertainer, model, singer, songwriter, humanitarian, and pop princess, Toxic. Hi, Toxic. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I've been wanting to have you on here and talk about your music and talk about how isolation's been for you. And then when I was realizing, oh, the EP comes out on Valentine's Day, let's make it a little fun. So I threw on like a blazer and you look amazing in a in a Barbie uh, outfit. Uh, Only the best for you. Only the best. <laughs> so it's been a wild last year um, for everyone. And I think everyone also has just gone through so much on a personal level and with work and stuff. So how has isolation been for you? Okay, so um, up and down. I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel this as well. Um, so I feel very fortunate that I live in a creative household. My roommate is Lola Coquette, who is one of the top or the burlesque stars worldwide. So having a housemate who is so creative and so, and we really pep each other up because I, um, I personally deal with bipolar disorder. So my moods are up and down all the time. And sometimes I'm so creative and other times I'm in bed for a week. So having the help of a creative roommate, a very flexible homeowner who lets us rent this place and having so much support from my fans and from my friends and my family and medication. Yeah. God bless the medication. medication. (laughs) And the dogs. So, um, it's definitely been rough at times, but also I've been really creative. Uh, I feel very fortunate that I've been able to do that. Like, um, making the EP, just putting all my energy into the music and the visual art, making music videos safely. That was very challenging, but very safely, lots of communication. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, the hardest part has definitely been, and I know everyone else feels like this is 
unless you're like extremely introverted and you're probably thriving right now. <laughs> um, anyone who's extroverted though, I know it's hard not seeing your friends and like, this is cool. Um, I feel like yeah. I've gotten to know people on a deeper level, but at the same time, I do miss just dancing and making out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss, I miss the, the little things. I miss the dumbest stuff right now, guys. I'm just going to the mall and smelling Cinnabon. <laughs> I just, oh I miss yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been such a world. And like, yeah, your whole like job and career and everything was just with people. And like that going away and the social aspect of it must just be so weird. Yeah, I miss you guys. Yeah. I miss I miss everybody in my performance style, especially like I am the I am the, the entertainer that jumps off the stage and who wants to dance with you in the audience. That is yeah. literally my who I am. So the couple times that I have performed when venues were open in Portland, like I remember I was performing at Sinferno and I was on the stage and I was singing, get over you. And so I hop off the stage to walk into the audience because that's what I do. It's just like oh, automatic. Yeah. And then I stopped and I looked and I was like, Oh, I can't do this right now. So I'm like slowly backing up. I do like some weird roll back onto the stage. I guess it looked good, but in my head, I'm like, all right, this is where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of a bummer. I mean, it was exciting. I was excited to perform. I was excited to sing my music for an audience. Yeah. I was bummed because I wanted to party with the audience. I am, I just want to party with you guys. That's like all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, and I know that you are missing karaoke too. I'm missing karaoke a lot. Um, that's I, the hardest yeah. thing. <laughs> I'm I like, why do you want to make me cry? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just like thought of it. I was like, I want to sing. You're saying like, yeah. Um, what has been helping you get through it? Uh, you said the creative household, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then you've had to work, move a lot of your work to online and stuff too. Yes. Um, music, definitely music and writing. I've been writing a lot. Um, not just about like, I, I'm, big lyricist and I write poetry so working on just writing um been blogging here and there um I got really creative this past year because like you mentioned I had to switch to online work mm -hmm. and I was choosing not to work with a lot of photographers um which that, that's that was a huge change I'm so used to like working with so many creatives and instead I like self-shot a lot in my backyard in my bedroom I know people are tired of seeing my bedroom until now I mean I just like spruced it up it looks so good yeah. now um it was even a I, music video it was in a difficult music video yeah <laughs> I that was so much fun I and I'm gonna be real with you I came up with that music video idea because I was prepping for the Mary's virtual show so that's oh, okay. the thing like switching to online stuff I've been doing yeah the Mary's virtual shows and a couple different virtual burlesque shows like burlesque karaoke or, or it's called Bur burlesque karaoke. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's based out of Seattle, Ruby Mimosa and uh, KJ baby band easily post that. And it's so much fun. You follow Instagram, do it. Sometime. That's okay. what you should do. They're going to be doing a show coming up and it's so much fun. It will, it will get you. All right. I got to get feeling that, yeah. good. <laughs> so anyways, um, with the music video so I was prepping for the Mary show and I was like they wanted me to sing 
one of my new songs and I was like dang I should just record it and make that my music video yeah. so I was like super excited to do it and then I recorded it and it, honestly singing off of zoom is very difficult when you're trying to record it <laughs> it's difficult yeah. um so what ended up happening was I was like you know what I'm just going to film this now so as soon as I was done with that virtual show I filmed it and then I filmed the second part the next day so it was just out of nowhere I was like I'm just gonna film this music video now yeah because it's the song for it it's my favorite song off the EP um resonates most with me I wrote it about my mom and it's because my mom's super inspiring my mom is the coolest person ever sorry everybody else but she takes the cake of cool and I'm only cool because of her so I wrote that song for her because um my mom has always said that like it's better to be a difficult bitch and be true to who you are than to play the game with the rest of the world. Yeah. So um, that was like the message of it was to be, you know, so many people call women difficult or irrational or, you know, we're bitches all the time, yeah. you know, use my language. But I mean, I know so many different um women non-binary even even men everybody you know it's transgender my transgender friends you know it's it's tough you know because we're just trying to be ourselves and live our authentic truth and you're like I'm just trying to be me and they're calling me difficult but it's I actually know what I want I'm standing up for myself yeah and so I the song's really just about like in harnessing your power and your personal truth and just like going forward and doing your thing. So I hope that it inspires people um, just as much as my mother has inspired me my entire life. I don't know if that's what we were talking about, but I felt I like that's it. important to talk I loved what you did, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I, and my mom listens to every episode of this podcast, so I'll say hi to my amazing mom too. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Uh, Debbie. Debbie, hey. <laughs> Thanks for having a cool kid. <laughs> I know. So that'll be, she'll be delighted. She like always sends me a text review of every, of every episode. Oh, um, moms always, are great. Yeah. Moms are great. I think we um, should um, play a clip of Difficult right now. Yeah. It's a good video. Yeah. Yeah, cool. please do. I listen yeah. to it all the time, to be honest with you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. rewatched um music video for difficult on youtube um i've watched it already this morning also it's so fun and uh yeah i love that to know the more meaning behind that song too that's so cool it definitely like has tons of 80 vibe 80s vibes too uh 
to the whole album. 80s is like my vibe. It's always been my vibe. Um, so I was born in the 80s, but I always said I should have been born in the 70s so I could have thrived in the 80s. Yeah. Because that was honestly, for me, most of my pop culture influences, music-wise, visual. I mean, that's when MTV came out. And yeah. anyone who was like an 80s, 90s baby, we we all watched MTV. We all watched like VH1 when VH1 was popping. I can't tell you how many times I could quote TRL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was every afternoon I watched TRL. Um, I did I did not want to marry Carson Daly, though. I wanted to marry Tara Reid. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Yeah. Um, but just the videos, the visual art, the music, um, I'm a huge Madonna Prince fan. Prince is the most influential artist of all time to me. Um, Purple Rain was the first album I bought with my own money. Um, I got it on cassette tape at the Value Village. Um, that's so cool. I got that. I got Whitney, I got Selena and I got another, another tape, Tiffany. I got I Tiffany. Was, I was going to say, I was going to say, I feel some <laughs> Tiffany like influence uh, through, through through the tracks that I've heard too. Yeah. Oh, and, I and love Samantha Fox. Tiffany. I love Samantha yeah. Fox. I could just, I literally could write a list to you about how much um, all my favorite tracks. I should just make a playlist for everyone to listen to. I'm like, these are the tracks that you need to listen to to dance to. Yeah. Um, and then just and mix, why... mix your AC <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I love Stripperoki because it was so fun to ha- watch people come in and sing their favorite songs. And then we had our Easter eggs, which was where we come out and do group performances. Yeah. And it was one of them was to Careless Whisper. And George Michael is my man. Wham yeah. is. I mean, who doesn't get excited when they hear Wake Me Up Before You Go Go? Like, yeah. if you if that song does not get you jazzed, I, I don't think will vibe as people like <laughs> it won't happen i think that's like, true yeah <laughs> but i actually had a cd alarm clock when i was in high school and it had i had like a burn cd and that song was on it for sure <laughs> and i would like <laughs> have it for me to wake up it was always that or i'd wake up to britney like <laughs> ready like- to go oops i did it again always the whole album i liked album. all the britney cameos in your room in that video too like yeah that wasn't even all my Britney stuff <laughs> yeah um I love Britney Spears I mean I'm named toxic so um yeah. Britney is I and I say how Prince is like my most influential artist um but Britney is like on a different level for me like yeah. Britney's religion <laughs> right yeah um I got the in the the poster that you see in my video i've had that since i was 10 years old wow. is my most prized possession um i got the baby one more time on cassette tape as a belated 10th birthday present and i wanted i wanted the cd i'm being honest but we we did not have the funds for the cd but it was um i got my presents late that year because we um we weren't the most financially stable family and uh i got britney spears i got aqua and i got spice world i think wow. spice no i got spice on tape okay yeah that makes and, sense and and it was i remember because i just i was in fourth 
fifth or fifth grade. I can't remember. Like I, I could, if I did, I, I should have come prepped. I'm not prepped to go okay. back in time right now, but <laughs> I remember just very clearly my, my really good friend at the time, her name was Divya. She was like, you haven't heard of the Spice Girls? Like, cause I was new to the school. We just moved back from Alabama um, a little bit before then. And she was like, you've never heard of the Spice Girls. You've never heard of Aqua. So like Spice yeah. Girls, Aqua, TLC, <laughs> that was like the music that was happening. And it was such a fun time in music, like discovering pop music as a kid. Like yeah. when, and I had heard like, 80s music and I was very influenced my mom always danced to 70s 80s music and my mom was super into like 50s and 60s music for a while too so the collective of music that I've heard through my life the different sounds the different eras um nothing box harder to me though than like 80s and early 90s music and even like that great pop era where we went like with the boy bands Britney Christina Jessica Mandy Moore I love them all that yeah. entourage of awesome like people don't give some of those other golden girls a pop you know who i really loved willa ford oh if, yeah if you willa ford yeah i have i want to be bad I thought that about a, it in a minute yeah oh my god see i'm gonna also make i'm gonna make everyone a playlist of songs that you playlists. shouldn't forget about <laughs> this is my real job yeah is, uh, just making playlists for you guys what's um and then i want to play the other song that you picked for us to listen to hooked on you what's the uh, story behind this oh my god so <laughs> i was like just trying to get some inspiration because i just finished the ep and me and my producer were talking about what we wanted to write next and i was like you know i kind of want to do more of like a 90s dance you know like night at the roxbury style that was like the vibe i was feeling so i was like oh so i just started listening to all these random playlists and then I have to clean my palette ever so often because if you listen to the same thing over and over and over again, it like, you, you almost lose inspiration a little. So I always like to dip and listen to different sounds, different musics. And I, I collect, like listen deeply because I want to hear it. I'm about, I'm very like, um, I like sounds. I mm -hmm. like very unique sounds. Like if there's a chime in a song, I will hear this random chime. So, um, Hooked on You popped up on this random playlist. So I just recently discovered this song. That's awesome. And I've listened to it probably a thousand times now, um, just because it is so poppy and fun. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I can see, like, with the song, because the I think that producer, whoever mixed it, got a little too into it and went a little overboard toward the end. So I think that's why it wasn't more of a success. But um, I would love to cover that song one day. I think it's meant to be a duet, to be real with you. Like nice. when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, if you did this and this. So um, Charlie Puth, if you're out there and you're listening, um, <laughs> please do this song as a duet with me. I love that. Um, he's, he's my favorite artist right now. He's such an amazing singer, a talented producer and his TikTok and Instagram give me life. It's honestly what has got me through quarantine, him singing about his dog, that is also named Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Let's listen to a little bit of that. Um, of, oh yeah, of I'm ready. Let's dance.
that's an 80s bop. Looks like a 1988 it came out. You were just saying you brought stuff like this to your producer. Yeah. Oh, really? It's a sign. It's a sign from the universe. They're like, Toxie, this is this is your this is your dance anthem to cover. Because yeah. I, I love a lot of music, and I always want. Um, people are like, when I do like, for years I did like burlesque singing acts to certain songs, and they're they're like, are you ever going to record yourself doing a cover? And I was like, this artist did such a good job. Like, I don't, I like singing it live, but you know, who knows? But this song, I would definitely, because I feel like I, I, I want to do v- visual art so bad to it. Yeah. Like, uh, my mind gets so creative with it. And literally, um, over the years, people are like, I love your stage performance, Toxic. I love what you do on stage. Like, so literally, I'm going to tell you guys the secret. I just pretend I'm in a music video the whole time. That's it. Yeah. I'm literally in, I'm making a music video in my head for in you. Because that's, yeah. I'm very visual so in the way that I create. So like with Stripperoki, when I did Stripperoki for a, a while and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had so many costumes and stuff like that. So it's like creating a feature set specifically for the song and the person. And it was really fun if you could get the person to like really get into it with you, like dressed up with you or um, like, I loved watching people really be vulnerable and um, creative too. Like you can be the worst singer in the world, but if you like can perform, yeah, no one, everyone's going to be cheering you on the whole time. You know, it's, um, and that's what I appreciate about like karaoke is because it gives people a chance to be vulnerable and to connect with something. And also like some people have never done anything like that before. Like they'll never do karaoke. And then they're like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it just to show themselves that they can do something like that. And you're making me miss karaoke so much. <laughs> I, I started know, this. I, I did know, this. I miss it too. <laughs> I'm, I miss it. Like that's, that's the one thing I do really miss. I miss my Mondays. I miss going to karaoke from hell. Stripperoki was the most creative thing in my life. And not having that creative outlet was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. You're going to be able to come out of this time and the after times and be a a big pop star. Now you're going to have your EP out and, and people will know your songs. Is that so exciting? (laughs) I, I, you know, that, that would bring me a lot of joy. Um, I, I love music. This is all I've ever wanted to do with my life, uh, create music. And I mean, it's interesting because I'm, so I'm in my thirties, I'm 32. Um, for some reason, I keep telling people I'm 33 because I forget how old I am now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember a few years ago was when I was like, I wanted to do music really bad um, my whole life. And I had a couple really traumatic things that happened with me that involved music. And I ended up, you know, feeling really a, a big confidence um, decline. So I started doing like other performance art. And then it was actually karaoke from hell that made me start singing again. Mm-hmm. So I went and saw it and I was like, whoa, live singing with a band this is awesome. You know? So, um, I started singing again and people were like, Whoa, you can sing. And I was like, yeah, I I really love singing. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. And they're like, why don't you sing? Why have you not done this before? And I remember Dawn, who actually is in the band, she took me aside and she goes, 
why don't you do this? This is actually something you should be doing as a career. And I started working toward that. I had some really bad experiences with some producers who, um, and this is something that I think is really important to talk about is you do not have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone to be successful. I can't tell you how many times doing modeling or doing music, doing just feature gigs where someone has tried to power play me and telling me that I have to do things for them to, or else my career won't flourish. Mm -hmm. And I worked with this producer who insinuated that I'd have to do him sexual favors to get my music. And yes. And so I, I had to walk away. I was like, that's not who I am. I don't do that. You know, I'm going to walk away from this situation and you know, you're scum for doing that. And so I think it's really important. I want anyone who is approaching, like wanting to do any type of career, like in the arts, if you're wanting to be a model, if you are wanting to do acting, if you are wanting to do feature performing, if you're wanting to do music, you need to have contracts. And you need to be vocal about your boundaries and be vocal about consent. Like expectations need to be talked about beforehand because this is what is going to help you in these awkward situations. Yeah. I had years ago, a big magazine, I'm not going to name who, um, but this magazine told me like the, the creative director insinuated that I had to party and, uh, do other things if I wanted mm. to be published in this magazine. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't, imp- I was like, I don't fuck for fame. Yeah. <laughs> and cause I, I like to be, it's, it's to me, it's about my art. It's about who I am and how I project things like, and granted, like some people, whatever is to your comfort zone, I'm not going to judge someone if they do what they do you know, Mm -hmm. but I do want people who are coming into this and that's not what they jam with to know that they don't have to do that. And, you know, you don't have to feel shameful if you've been put in that position. Yeah. What is important is that we hold these people accountable and that this is not like people need to be professional in these industries because it's not about what you can give someone in that way, it's about what can be equally given to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's all about good intent and consent. So if someone is making you feel uncomfortable, don't be afraid to be vocal about it. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. And it's better to not take the job than look back and say, what if? And, you know, I can't change things that have happened to me personally, but I can pay it forward and share my experiences. So hopefully it doesn't happen to someone else. And I just, I care about you all. Um, Anyone listening, um, I care about the world and the collective. And I want you to succeed and be your best without having to compromise who you are. Yeah. I love that. And I think like, I mean, the, the tracks that I've heard so far, even from the EP, like it's just like, they're super fun, but there is like so much strength and like fierceness and like, yeah, not apologizing for who you are and what you're wanting. And that's exciting. 
Thank you. I mean, when I wrote the lyrics for a lot of these, I was processing my own trauma and my own, um, my own breakups, my own heartaches. And that was the thing. It's like me, I've been in therapy for a few years, um, and talking to my therapist and making this music did affect my mental health at times because I was reopening a lot of really hard wounds. Yeah. And something that my therapist told me was that it is about sharing the stories so other people can find strength through it because I know that so many people can relate to me and I can relate to people. So um, I want you, when you're sad, to turn on a song that makes you feel powerful, like wasting my time, you know, like we all have those fuck boys who are stringing us along or fuck, fuck girls, fuck babes, fuck people (laughs) that are just stringing us along and feeding us bullshit. And we're just, and because we want it so bad, not, not the bullshit, but that person that we're willing to put up with it. And that song was about standing up for ourselves and being like, you're wasting my time. You're confusing me. Like, I don't know if I'm being used right now or if you actually love me. And that was my own personal experience. (laughs) And it was hard. It was, it was hard writing that song, but you know, when I was done, it was so cathartic. And in the EP, it starts with an intro and I explain about each song and what the song represents. And then, you know, and it's, it's about growth and you'll hear like changes in sound throughout the EP too. We start out and it's like, super 80s like a prom song and then it ends with like this this vibey sex song and it's yeah and it's it's cool and I was excited to create it and I hope you guys love it I hope it resonates with you and I hope that you sing to it that you dance to it that you drive and listen to it in your car I hope that you like share it with all your friends I hope that it is played I hope people just it needs to be echoed and fun and i cannot wait so i can hop down off of a yeah. stage and we all dance together <laughs> yeah um, you can really be in it oh. yeah, it's like a, it's like a full circle though of like yeah of you getting those tapes as a kid and like somebody's gonna be streaming that song and like walking along and it's gonna be amazing oh. and they're gonna feel empowered by it so that's amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Dichotomy of Love is the EP and it comes out, uh, I think I'm posting this on Valentine's Day, so today. Yeah. It's got, so that's Valentine's so exciting. Day. I love that I, you chose that too. I picked Valentine's Day um, because uh, this past year, I know 2020 has been really tough on a lot of people and a lot of people's mental health. And um, one of the loves of my life, um, he took his life. Um, last year Mm -hmm. and it was really hard and um I didn't realize how much he meant to me you know like we we didn't even date that long but like the effect he had on me was so profound Mm -hmm. and he was someone who always believed in my talent my music and um our we made it official on valentine's day like a couple years ago so you know this is my od to trevor birdsong um, I hope in the great beyond that you found peace and you were happy. And I hope that, um, I hope that, uh, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I know it's tough and I, I, I just, I miss him a lot. And 
I, it's, I'm, I'm very happy that he affected my writing and he affected me so much good and bad, you know, cause you kind of, sure. unfortunately you have to have the bad to appreciate the good. Yeah. But now, yeah. And now you've created it into a Valentine for all of us to not yes. feel alone. Sorry, that was super better. heavy for a second, but no. like, you that's, don't forget, you don't forget the horrible. best sex of your life. <laughs> 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 that what you had on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's, the, I think that's the closer. Like that's the <laughs> That was, and the last song is about sex, so it's great. Cool. Um, Yeah, I'll point people towards that and to follow you on Instagram and just look out for what you're up to. I'm excited to see where it all goes. Oh, thanks, babe. And (laughs) thank you all for tuning in and supporting artists, podcasts, is art. Thanks, Toxic. You're welcome. My thanks again to Toxic. I got the cutest DM from her after the interview to make sure that we clarified that the Britney poster she had was from the CD that she got later in the year. And we just geeked out about a bunch of things um, that we are just both passionate about. Make sure you are following her on Instagram at Your Toxic Addiction on there. And if you're looking up her new EP that's out now on something like Spotify, her artist profile is spelled with an exclamation point. So T O X exclamation point c check out all of her stuff and if you're on spotify give isolation reflections podcast a follow while you're there that'd be awesome i also want to acknowledge we talked about a lot of heavy stuff during this interview that is important for us to talk about so in the episode notes there are some links to learn more about bipolar disorder there are some anti-sexual violence tools that you can dig into as well as some things about suicide prevention you can always call 1-800-273-TALK or check out the episode note for some more options we want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself out there you are loved and you are important and this is just a weird ass time (laughs) we're going to close out this episode with the lead single from Toxic's EP. Here is Get Over You, the full track. And I'll see y'all next time on Isolation Reflections. Bye. Love you.